0: Five seconds to go, Chucky Hepburn, big ten on the line. Yes! The call center has become a glass factory. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. The cut last night, the call last night in Wisconsin. They win a share of the Big Ten regular season title. Heck of a season for the Wisconsin Badgers. let we'll talk about them, all the college hoops as we move forward to March Madness. Michael Beller of The Athletic joining us now also from the Best on the Board podcast. Michael, uh, welcome back to the show on the Roman Guest Line here and. Uh, excited to talk to you about college hoops specifically we, we can start with wisconsin the win last night over purdue and uh it's interesting is they're kind of a polarizing team you know top 10-ish team right now in terms of rankings yet you look at them and a lot of people say nah, i don't see it uh, 100 to 1 a couple days ago to win the uh the title it's dropped to 60 now what do you think about the, this wisconsin team it, it still feels like a lot of people don't believe in this team
2: it definitely feels like that. I love you guys bringing me on with the uh, Chuck Hepburn play <laughs> from last night. That is insane. I have the home cooking right there. Thanks so much, you guys. I, I get it. I get why people are not backing Wisconsin uh, as a as a legitimate national title threat, and uh, you know I, I don't necessarily see it either. Um, yeah, I think that there are still plenty of reasons to be concerned about this team. Uh, I think you you get a. You throw a dominant big man against them, like we saw with Kobe Coburn about a month ago when he scored 40 points on like 90% shooting against the Badgers, they're going to have some trouble. They run into a team with a lot of dynamism on the perimeter offensively, they're going to have some trouble. Bottom line is you don't get to 24-5 and five with two wins over Purdue, with a win over Houston, with a win over St. Mary's, with a win over Iowa. You don't do that just by sheer luck. You don't do that by banking in a buzzer beater. That's, just, that's not how you get to that point of your season losses Ohio State Michigan State Illinois Rutgers and Providence the Providence one coming without Johnny Davis like that doesn't happen to a team just because they're fortunate every single time they take the floor this is a very good team I see them more as a sweet 16 with an elite eight ceiling rather than an elite eight with the final four type of ceiling just because uh, of some of the issues that could be presented to them uh, on the defensive side of the floor Sixty-one feels like the sort of thing where you're hoping that they get into the Sweet Sixteen, get a good matchup, and then maybe you can sell the ticket and cash it out. So I just I don't really see them making that much of a push, but this is a quality basketball team that has certainly deserved uh, its ranking uh, to where it is this season.
0: Yeah, I know if you were up in Madison last night that you would have been charging the court as well, Michael. Uh, a fun scene. Nobody was calling Wisconsin to win the uh, Big Ten regular season tournament. But what What about the flip side and also looking ahead to, uh, to the conference tournament? And when I say flip side, I'm talking about Purdue and that defense. Are you viewing them as a team that you plan on fading once we get to the tournament? And, and are there any teams kind of like just lurking that you think could make a run when we get to conference tournament time in the Big Ten? You know, it's
2: it's always about matchups, right? And that's, uh, we, we know that that's true. Um, yeah, I talked about this yesterday on our show at The Athletic that I feel like Wisconsin presents a, a uniquely challenging matchup for Purdue and for their style of play uh, just because of the fact that Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over. Purdue does not force any sort of turnover. So I thought that Wisconsin was going to be able to maximize possessions against Purdue it's a good illustration of how matchups can matter even if on paper team a it seems like they're better than team b so I think that's something that's going to be important you know, when I look at this conference though I just I, I keep circling back to Illinois because of what Kofi Coburn is because of that anchor in the middle of their offense and, and all the shooters that they can throw around him I still feel like that's the team with the real championship ceiling in the Big Ten it, it might not happen for them, certainly. It might not happen in the Big Ten tournament, let alone the NCAA tournament. But when I keep looking just up and down at this conference as a team that uh, can get hot in an NCAA tournament and make a six-game runner, as we're talking about here, just get hot in the Big Ten tournament and you know take down you know two or three very quality teams. We're looking at three, four teams in this conference that are going to be four seeds or better. So you, you're going to have to get through some good teams. I keep coming back to Illinois as the team that has the feeling to be able to run through multiple quality opponents in a row. And so I, just, I feel as though that's really the, the most dangerous team in a tournament setting rather than just a night in night out sort of setting.
1: Wow. We've got someone on the show. That's a big Illinois fan. He'll be happy to hear that. When you look at these uh, conference tournaments, Is there anyone that's not a favorite, like a sleeper pick or two that you have that you could see winning the conference tournament that maybe no one's thinking of? Yeah, you know, um,
2: it's a team that's actually in action tonight, uh, one of their final regular season games. Uh, I look at Marquette, uh, a team that has shown us uh, a pretty good run thus far. In the Big East season, another team similar to Wisconsin that wasn't really necessarily thought of as one that was going to uh, be among the better play, better teams in their conference, and Marquette has done that. They've run into a little bit of a rough stretch here over the last couple of weeks, but I still think when you when you compare them, the top of the Big East is so jam packed. And you know, we're going to go into this Big East tournament, and like I could tell you guys, Providence, Villanova, Connecticut, Marquette, like any of those, none of us would be surprised with any of those teams coming out as a winner but Marquette's going to have the worst odds of that group and you know we know that Villanova is a team that wants to to slow it down to play games in the 60s and I think that could get them into trouble against a Marquette team that has already beat them twice this season and can get out and run Providence has a very similar profile to Wisconsin in that uh, they seem to be fortunate uh, more often than not when they need it but they're still a, a quality team obviously but a team that also no one is necessarily running and hiding from When they have to play, you like uh, Providence's seniority, the fact that they've got so much experience on that team. And that's something I think that's going to serve them well once they get into tournament time. Uh, But again, these teams are closer to one another than the odds are going to reflect once the Big East tournament is set. And so Marquette will be one that I'll be very interested in seeing where they are set because they've already shown us that they can beat the best teams in their conference with regularity.
1: Michael, as you look at the odds right now to make the final four, only one team uh, is not a plus money. That would be Gonzaga. Well, what's your feeling on this Gonzaga team? They are the favorite. Uh, they've been the best team all year. We know what they did last year. Is, is this the year? Like when you look at Gonzaga and, and how good they've been, is this the year? The, the one hiccup I always have is, is just trying to judge them. I know the West Coast Conference is a couple of good teams. St. Mary's, obviously, I think San Francisco's pretty good too and, and, and could give someone trouble if they make the tournament. But overall, they're in the West Coast Conference. What do you think of this year's Gonzaga team?
2: You may hit the nail on the head, and that's always what we're talking about with Gonzaga. So we have to look at. What they did in the in the non conference, compare that with what they can do in the West Coast Conference, and then try to project forward. The thing that they have going for them this year, like the thing they've had going for them many years over this run that they've had, is that they're almost certainly going to be a one seed. Right, it would have to take like a West Coast Conference first round knockout, even then they're probably a one seed. So you get that very cushy matchup in the first round. You get pretty cushy matchup in the second round as well, and then you're favored for sure going forward. So I think that's something that's going to be there for them. I thought last year was the year. I just loved that offense, and then they run into that guard-dominated Baylor team that was really able to turn them upside down with what they did defensively. I'm not sure there's another team like that this year, but I also think Gonzaga, not quite the team they were last year. Jalen Suggs, just such a huge player for them a season ago and how he got them into their offense and into their sets. And no surprise, he ends up being a top five pick in the NBA draft. So I think they deserve to be the one team that is minus. Uh, Obviously I'm not sitting here and betting that because it's the NCAA tournament. And I'm not going to bet minus money on a team to uh, go to the final four, but I think that they've earned that. I think they should be viewed as the best quote team going into the NCAA tournament. It comes down to matchups. This is a great team. Drew Timmy, Trent Trent Holmgren uh, are going to give them just a ridiculous uh, anchor in the middle offensively and defensively, that's going to be very tough that teams just don't see, regardless of what conference you play, in, you just don't see two guys like that in the middle very often. So that's going to be huge for them this season. Um, as for them breaking through, it's really, once again, it's going to come down to the matchups. I do not think they would be my championship pick if I was making it today.
0: Okay, so the the question is how wide open is the tournament this year is it worth jumping on uh, multiple futures at some large numbers you talked about how much you like illinois in the big 10 tournament Well, if, if you uh buy into ken palms numbers uh he has them at number 16. teams like texas at number 15. uh how far down do you go on the list before you're like okay okay N- now we're we're getting beyond uh the teams that can make a, a run to the final four i i think
2: it's around there i mean obviously you know like we see things all the time. No one just to get into the final four. No one's predicting George Mason to go to the final four. And then they go to the final four. And why would you predict that? No one's predicting BCU to do it. Why would you? And then they do it. Right. So you see things all the time. I think that's about where I would draw the line somewhere in like that Illinois Arkansas group. You know, the one team that is uh, like, is going to be forever interesting to me this season. And they'll probably just go out in the first round is Alabama, just because of what they can do offensively. I mean, that is, I mean, they're, like they're sort of like Purdue Light in that they're, they're going to show up on offense regardless of who they're playing, uh, but their defense is just so bad. And talk about a team that really misses a guy who left, like Herb Jones. just I mean, if they could have got one more year out of Herb Jones, we could be looking at the best team in the country because of what he meant for them defensively. Uh, but they're just so so good on offense and they're so fearless on offense and they don't care who you are, what your defense is, what your offense is. They're going to get up and down the floor. They're going to shoot a ton of threes. Like, they're, just, they're a fun team to watch. And like if they, if they just catch fire for a weekend, you know, suddenly they look like one of the eight or ten best teams in the country. And so it hasn't been there for them this season but there's still a team that is just so intriguing to me because of what they can do on one they just have such an immense strength that they always try to turn into every single time they take the floor and I think that's interesting in a tournament again don't want to you know sound like a broken record here that we know is totally dependent on matchups and when they trust what they do like they do things could get very interesting for them in a couple of weeks
1: when you look at the NCAA tournament and you're talking about matchups, we've talked about some teams you're high on, but is there a team? And I think "fraud" is a strong word, but is there a team that you're not that confident in that maybe we should watch out for?
2: Yeah, you know, the one team that uh, that concerns me a little bit going into the tournament uh, is Auburn. Um, like, I'm not saying I'm gonna I'm gonna you know fade them as a one against an eight in the second round, but. They're a team that just uh, that that does worry me a, a little bit. Just sizing up their wins against their losses. Uh, obviously, you point to uh, their best win being the Kentucky game end of January, uh, a game they won impressively. A game they won uh, at home, but still uh, impressively winning that game by nine points. Uh, a full strength Kentucky team in that game, also except for Ty Washington getting hurt. That was really when his uh, that was when his injury started. Uh, he played like ten minutes in that game, and then. I missed a few after it, and that's really where these cascading injuries for him with Kentucky taking it easy started in that game against Auburn. And so you start looking around and you're hunting for, like, the, the great wins on this that support that Kentucky win, and you don't necessarily find it. I will say that they are similar to Alabama in that uh, they, they know what they do well, they trust what they do well, and, and they really uh, are able to show that more often than not. So if I like that about Alabama, I should like that about Auburn and you love what they can do defensively. If things aren't going well for them, they're still going to make it very tough for teams to score. Walker Kessler totally changes uh, the equation for what teams want to do offensively for what a lot of teams want to do offensively, just because of what he is, that presence that he brings inside. But it's still a team that I look at and just like, it's just not quite there for me in terms of the wins versus the losses. When you look at the wins and losses that we already have for you know Gonzaga or Baylor or Kansas or Kentucky or Arizona, those other top teams that Auburn is rubbing elbows with, top to bottom, the resumes for those teams just look a little bit stronger to me. So Auburn is the one team that I am wary of, regardless of knowing what the matchups are. It looks like the Sunday could come around, their their path could look awesome, and suddenly I'm picking them to go to the Final Four. But that's the one team that does scare me a little bit pre-matchup.
1: You're breaking my heart here, Mike. I have a 40-1 to 1, uh, championship ticket on Auburn, but, I, but I, I hear you. They have not played as well lately, and um, I, I understand your, your perspective there. Uh, last one, uh, Michael. When you look forward to the next couple of days here, plays for the conference tournaments or um, regular season games on the stretch, what's standing out to you? Any games you're, you have your eye on?
2: Yeah, let me, I mean, I'll just throw out some games to, uh, for today since, uh, since today is today, right? And we uh, want to get some action in tonight. That's two teams that I've talked about. Uh, Alabama's minus nine and a half. At least, last I saw, against Texas A&M, uh, that's a team that just can't stick with them uh, on defense. Uh, I think Alabama can run Texas A&M out of the gym. This is the sort of team that, if you want to believe in an Alabama elite eight run from like the sixth line, they should be able to go out and hang like an 85 spot on Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M plays a little bit fast too on offense, so that should play into what Alabama wants to do. This should be the. This is a, a great matchup. For for Alabama, so I think they win that game comfortably. And then Marquette, as I talked about, a team that has had a, its fair share of struggles over the last ten days or so, but they get a nice landing spot tonight in Chicago against DePaul, one and a half point favorites in that game. And again, just the pace that Marquette brings, I don't think DePaul has the athletes to keep up with it. So uh, Bama minus nine and a half, Marquette minus one and a half. Those are my two favorite plays on the card today.
0: uh As far as Saturday, though. Because like, we were seeing the promos last night. I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to do everything I can to avoid Duke, North Carolina on Saturday night. Will you do the same? Yes.
2: No question about it. Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mute, I'll watch right? It, guess, but, like, but, yeah, just n- n- no thanks. No, one, nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do at all with that game.
1: <laughs> Stay far away. Avoid it. It'll be uh, it'll be insufferable. Like, oh, oh man. Days. Next yeah. couple of weeks. Michael, we really appreciate you hopping on and we'll be following along and listening to the best of the board podcast. That was Michael Beller of the Athletic on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com slash BeckQL now to get fifteen dollars off your first month. That's getroman.com slash BeckQL. Yeah, there's no chance I'm sitting down Saturday oh, night watching all no
0: man. I thought I think they've done a pretty good job from just going over the top with it all season. But yeah. what I've seen over the last few days on the mothership, I want nothing to do with ESPN on Saturday, at least with the volume on like they, I I saw them run that promo like three times in a row at some point in the game last night. It's going to be ridiculous. Just so bad.
1: Yeah, no thanks. Speaking of Duke, we'll talk about a big ticket on them and LeBron thinks the Lakers still have a shot. We'll hit on it next. Beck daily right here on the BetQL Network.
0: These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth
1: on BetQL Daily from BetQL.